What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Earspace. Happy Monday. Happy whatever day it is that you're listening to this. But if it's today, it's a Monday. Happy September. It is... Summer's basically almost over. Time has gone super fast this year. I, f- I feel like 2020 didn't happen, and 2021 has just been kind of a whirlwind. Hope everyone's doing well out there and uh, being safe and, and healthy. On uh, today's episode, we sit down with Jeff Nadu. We talked about sports betting, um, gambling, the mafia what it's like to have respect for someone based on your outfit, Um, you know, different times, different time periods, how people used to dress, a bunch of interesting stuff in this one. I definitely learned a lot. Um, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, definitely talked about it on this one, but I've never been to a casino before. I've never gambled really with anything. I've never placed any bets. So it was really fascinating to, to learn a bit about this world. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, speaking of cool stuff, the song used on this episode is a little bit of a special one. It is a unreleased track that I am working on. Um, the working title right now is Oyster Sauce. It's kind of like a house track. Uh, primarily, I make hip-hop beats uh, that you can find over at rock10productions.com. It's also where you can book recording sessions uh, and mixing services for your audio project. That's rok10productions.com. But yeah, it's a uh, uh, it's a cool song. I've been working on this like house record for years uh, called Breakfast with Strangers. That's become almost like an enigma now. Like it's been like four or five years, I think, if not longer, of me talking about it slash working on it, and it has gone through. So many different changes, so many different songs. I think at one point I had somewhere around like 300 finished songs that I was trying to figure out which ones would be on it. And then I learned some major um, new things within like the audio world and whatnot and was like, these songs are all garbage and started over. So we'll see. Maybe it'll come out and maybe uh, I'll just keep talking about it for years. I'll, I'll just never put it out and just keep talking about it. <laughs> Breakfast with Strangers coming in 40 years. I don't know. Either way, hope you all enjoy my conversation with Jeff Nadu. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Earspace. Happy whatever day it is that we put this out. On today's episode, we are joined by... Jeff Nadu. What's up, dude? Welcome. How you doing, brother? Good, nice good. to speak to you. Nice to meet you, bud. You too. Um, so, I love your shirt, by the Thank way. Fun police informants. Thanks, man. Fucking sick. Appreciate that. Um, hey, can, can I tell huh. a story about yeah, 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 when, when I came up here? Yeah. So... As you know, not that the listeners know, but this is kind of on a ducky street, yeah. the, the studio. And I come walking in, I park across the street. You guys are sitting outside. And I walk up, and there's literally a dead mouse about <laughs> two feet from your foot. And you go, Watch the mouse. 
And I look at the shirt and I'm thinking, wow, that's serendipitous, as right, you said. You right, know, it's right. the fun police informants, but there's a dead mouse on the street. <laughs> you know, rats die. You know, it's phenomenal, there bro. It's meant to be. Yeah, it really was. So uh, you you reached out to me on uh, Instagram. Yeah, I love I'm, what you're doing. I was curious, like, how did you find out about the podcast? Yeah, so I uh, obviously live in this area, and um, a couple of my friends had been guests. Um, oh, okay, just nice and true that, and um, just a couple of people that I met throughout the years. Um, you did a show with Jeremy Weiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually worked for his sister. Oh, okay. The last job I ever had, like a real nine to five yeah was at a bank and gotcha. his sister was my manager she's one of the great managers i've ever had awesome. taught me a lot about just how i wanted to live you know after the fact that i left that whole world gotcha and uh i met him a couple of times gotcha and i we would talk about ci he was a nice guy yeah, so, he's an interesting dude yeah i just think this is a cool idea you know especially with the town that we have there's right. all sorts of different people doing stuff so. gotcha gotcha well interesting man very cool. So you said like the the last job that you worked at. What do you do now for money? So I um this is kind of a long winded story, but you got I guess all the time you want. I guess man. I'll try to I'll try to make it as easy as possible to understand. So um, throughout my life, I've been a big sports person okay. uh, since I was a kid. I remember growing up a, f- a few blocks from here. I would go to my grandpa's house and he he taught me about sports. You know, I learned about football and basketball. And I just I found myself kind of in the trance of sports every Saturday, every Sunday during a week. And once I got old enough, I started kind of interacting with gambling and that side of things. And um, I started doing parlay cards at barbershops, things of that nature. Uh, and then I started betting. You know, it was like middle school. I was betting on stuff, Super Bowl, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um. It's just kind of long story short, I got into the sports betting space. Um, my goal initially was really just to to become better at it and try to make a little money doing it. Um, and, and then I th- kind of realized that you could do things like content and podcasts. And I got into the game in like 2010 on Twitter. Uh, and I, I created an account and I, I built a following. That was my goal. Try to build a little bit of a following, whether yeah. it's 500, 1,000 people. Um and then initially it was, okay, how can I try to get paid to do this? Right, right. Develop a reputation and, you know, the rest is history. And now I, I do content, radio, podcasts, all sorts of stuff on the internet. Um, I sell my opinions. Um, gotcha. Okay. I'm really in the sports betting genre. Yeah. Um, and I've opened it up to other things now. But, you know, and then I then eventually I started getting hired by companies to kind of work, whether it's freelance or, uh, you know, for them to, to do content. Now as the space grows bigger and bigger. Sports betting is now legal in Pennsylvania, right, and New right. Jersey, and all these other places. So big media companies are, are locating people like me that, let's say, have a foothold, have a following, and they can talk about sports and are also, I guess, interesting in a way. Gotcha. So, I mean, even yesterday, I was in I was in New York. I was, I was, I've done work for Barstool Sports, which is a pretty big media group, and I work with them, and I've worked with other companies. So it's really just been a matriculation. And my goal is to always, I don't want to go punch a clock. Like gotcha. I retired from that. Yeah. And, and now it's, I do what I got to do. Gotcha. So take me back to, to you said it was middle school. Yeah. The first, first time. So like, how does yeah. it work? Like I, I've never, I've never been to a casino. Okay. Never gambled on anything. I've gambled with my life like a You've bajillion times. You've never been times. to a casino? Ever. No, wow. no. I'm, okay. I'm going to one on uh, Sunday to go see a comedy show. Okay, cool. But like, I just don't trust myself. I'm like, yo, I'm going to like, I'm going to spend all my money. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not really like an addictive personality type person, but well, also like, fun. 
you know, I like to drink and shit. And I'm when mm-hmm. I get drink, I get a little rowdy, and I'm like, yo, like. Well, yeah. I don't drink, yeah. so that's kind of something. Right, I, right, I, right. I basically. And this is going to sound lame maybe to some people, but I think you truly have to do this if you love something, you have a passion. Yeah. Meek Mill once said, it was time to marry the game, and I said, yeah, I do. Yeah. So that's what I did. Gotcha. I kind of married what I do. Gotcha, gotcha. It's hard to have a relationship with what I do. It's just, it, it's like um, inducting yourself into the mafia. I got you. You're married to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't drink because I'll get stupid. Right. You know? Right. Um, I, I try to like have a clear head, but I don't have an addictive personality. Mm. Now, I know every game at a casino, backwards and frontwards, but yeah, really, to, to place a sports bet, at the time, back then, I mean, it was like kind of humble beginnings. I wasn't at a casino. Um, I was just, you know, you, you found people in, in school that were trying to have a good time, and maybe they took some action, or, you know, like I said, I would go to barbershops when I was like 15, 16, and there was a guy that came in that had these sheets. They were like, uh, they looked like a receipt okay. like from a store. Yeah. And every game was listed on it, and you would pick six of them. And if all six came in, you'd put like 20 bucks up. If all six came in or all three came in or however many you picked, you would get a payout from it. Okay. Gotcha. Now, if you lose, you just lose. Yeah, right, but right. But that was my first foray into like gotcha. understanding what gambling was. And there's so many intricacies. And it's just like recording or, yeah. or, or beat making. There's, there's all sorts of intricacies that you learn over right, the years. right, right. Yeah, and I guess, like, I don't mean to miss, misspeak on it. Like, I said, a casino, to yeah. me, like, gambling, all of it mm-hmm. kind of just is, like, goes into the casino world or whatever. Correct sure. me if I'm wrong. Like, that's, you could you could do it outside of the casino, if you will. You right? could. Like, I it, mean, how's that work? Th- so, the casino in general, there are, there are table games, which okay, yeah. would be your roulettes, blackjack, baccarat, yeah, yeah, craps, yeah. that kind of thing. Are there private games? For sure. I don't, I don't think that's, that there are definitely that kind of thing going on. But, you know, these are regulated places you go and do that now there are different things you can do where you don't have like you're playing against the house in those games right so you're playing against the casino they're okay. dealers that kind of thing my goal when i gamble is i want to have a bit more of an edge than mm-hmm. just the minute edge that you, you may have doing those sports betting is truly a 50 50 thing okay it's either them or me and i kind of have to figure it out but right and then you have poker which is a totally different genre as well where you're playing against other people and right. the casino really has no skin in it, frankly. Gotcha. So. Okay. And I'd imagine that's like intense research. Yes? Well, poker or? and sports betting, sure. Okay. Like, I, I started in poker as well. That was one of the early things I played online. And, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand with sports. But poker is, is another offshoot, yeah, you right, know, right, where right. you have to learn really just about how to play. Okay, yeah. And then it's bet sizing and understanding uh, what things are. And then it's almost reading you as an individual. And things that you do, because everyone has something called a tell, right? Mm -hmm. A tell is something, whether it's when you're strong, let's say your hand. So let's say you have aces, strongest hand in poker when you catch it. You might, um, you might, you know, make, make moves like that, you know, scratch your head or something. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. And as you learn and you play with people, you can start to understand that. So there are so many sciences and, and I don't think I've mastered any of this stuff, but I've, kind of understood kind of how to do things, what's important, what's not. Sports betting to me is not just saying I like the Eagles against the Red, you know, or the, the Giants or somebody. For for me it's 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 um it's a more studied 
like I sit in a room most yeah. of my days in my my house. I have an office and just I watch games and and I understand numbers and 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 this and that. It's more of it's more of a science to me. Gotcha. Like understanding like the different strong suits of this team Correct. versus this Correct. because of well, XYZ yeah, that you know what I mean. And you know the the other thing that I think most novice amateur gamblers don't know about is every game that is on TV. You know, today college football starts. Every game has a point spread attached to it. Where Vegas, which runs the sports betting lines, they put a number out that says this team's better than this team by a certain amount. Okay. Now, when you have one side or the other, there's a favorite who's favored to win, and the underdog is the team that's quote catching points. So they might be plus six. That means as long as they don't lose by more than six, you would win, or something like along those lines. I also look at Who's betting what? So let's say you go into a casino. You would, you would be called the public. You're the amount of people betting a game. Okay. So I can play the one against the other and, and, and almost side with the casino. It's so, and it's, it's, it's almost above a lot of people's yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I'm but, trying to take it all in. I mean, yeah. I, I'd imagine, like you said, it's like anything, man, like but time again, and consistency and learning. But and, most people, yeah. most normal people, yeah, yeah, yeah. just are going to have fun with it. Right. You know, but I've. Right. I wouldn't even. I don't even know if at this point I have an edge. I try to create an edge. I try to put the time into it, and really, it's about stuff like this where people can listen to it and maybe they can learn something. Okay, you know, in in a certain sport. Yeah. You know, I have certain sports that I'm particularly better at than others. So, you know, it it, it takes time, but yeah. I've been doing it a long time. Gotcha. So, gotcha. And I had to work a regular job for a right. lot of years. So. Right. Right. So, something that's like definitely creeping into my industry that I'm curious yep. to see if it is in, in yours at all is like AI and shit. Like, oh. is there like a lot of people that are, or companies or individuals that are, you know, creating code that's able to analyze like yep. a bajillion different scenarios oh, and whatnot? For like, sure. Do you have any experience with that? I actually uh, know a girl. She actually works with a company that does the AI stuff. Um, but there's like people that, more a little more scientific than me that create what what would be called models where right, yeah, yeah. the models kind of fit projections and things of that nature. I'm a little bit more um, blue collar than that. Yeah, I, I was kind of taught from a young age from a guy that I that I really respect in the space that kind of taught me how to do it. And you know, for me, it's just more about I have to look at teams and stuff like that. That's important. But gotcha. I'm not more, I'm not a model guy. Gotcha. I don't do that kind of thing. But there are plenty of people that do do it. Yeah, sure. Would you see it as a threat? Uh, no, I think I think it's good to know both, you know, because gotcha. they don't really they're more number people. Yeah. You know, they put like certain things into like a, a machine and, right, right, and it right. spits out something for me. It's more of I like sitting there and, and teaching someone kind of in layman's terms what I think will happen. Right. 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 In each Understood. game and situations and, and truly everything. So I think it's a little more, more descriptive. And I think in my my industry. People like that. Yeah. You know, certain people aren't as smart as other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't know what quantitative reasoning right, is and all right. that kind of stuff. So I try to make it a little bit more easy and, uh, you know, more easy to follow. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's wild, man. Yeah, it's it's a long road, man. Yeah, yeah. Really- so right before we started, um, you sent me a, uh, a yeah. link to a podcast you're doing um, about, like, the mafia. And yes. Stuff. It's totally different. Um, from my super outside perspective i've always heard you know the connection between like the mob and gambling and all that other stuff is that like you know not speaking out of term but is that still like a thing that's going on yeah i mean look i think for for, like 
I said earlier, you know, with legalized gambling now, where yeah. you can go to a casino and do it, you don't necessarily need a bookmaker or yeah. like an offshore casino or something. Right. It, it, it's definitely hurt the mafia for mm-hmm. sure. I became fascinated by the mafia at a young age. It was really sports and that. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was 10 years old, The Sopranos came out. Right, right. I remember every Sunday I would I would sit outside my parents' bedroom and watch the, mo- the show. And I, I just always became fascinated by it. And there, it definitely goes hand in hand, mm-hmm. sure. I mean, for years, one of the backbones of the mafia, as far as money was concerned, was the legal gambling trade. Right. Whether it was bookmaking, sports betting, you know, illegal casinos, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then another thing... When someone bets, let's say they bet too much money, they don't have enough. Maybe yeah, you right. get drunk at the, at, at the legal casino and <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah. you don't have the money to pay. Right, right. The, the mafia also has something called a loan shark, where right. you can go to them and they're gonna they'll give you the money. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll give you two thousand, but by the end of the day, you're gonna pay back twenty six hundred. Yeah, and they make the cut off the the six hundred that they get in interest. So. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, they're, it's all hand in hand. Sure. Gotcha. Interesting. That's wild stuff. Yeah. Do you ever like? Uh, that's probably like a wild question, but like, what's like the, you ever bet on other things besides like sports stuff? You ever bet on some like weird shit? Man, I bet a lot of weird stuff in my <laughs> life, man. I bet on Little League. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> politics. Yeah. Um, I remember a funny story. There was a kid in the gambling space. He was kind of like me. He had developed a following and he uh, he started putting out his politic opinions on gambling. And this was the year that Donald Trump won the election. Yeah. And I remember the night of the election, there's something in gambling you can do called live betting where you can okay. truly bet it as is going on. Yeah. And there's a sports book that offers a live line and it changes every minute. Okay. And this guy was on Twitter just telling everybody, bet Clinton, bet Clinton, bet Clinton. There's no way this Clinton loses. Yeah. And he's just doling tons of money out on this, this bet. And I don't think I saw the guy again after that. He truly disappeared. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people get just totally destroyed with gambling and betting. It's a lot of the time weird stuff like, yeah. you know, an election or little league or, or badminton, right. you know, or table tennis. Right, I bet right. on everything. I yeah. bet on sports you probably never heard of. Yeah. But you find some edges and they're there. So you Can play. you, could you like bet? It's a, could you bet if like someone else that's betting on something is going to win or lose? So like that's kind like of if you bet on meta, something, yeah, like you would bet that like I would make a, a well, win or not. Yeah, you know, in a roundabout way, yeah and, yeah, and I would. You know, as I said before, when I look at a let's say an NFL Sunday, there are let's say sixteen games. There's going to be information that I'll find where, let's say, a really good team, the Kansas City Chiefs, are a very good team. Okay, a lot of the time, New England Patriots when they had Tom Brady, the betting public, which is your lay normal person. They're going to put the information out on who's betting what. Okay. So generally, I'm going to go against those people. So in a way, yeah. Gotcha. I want to fade the people that are novices, frankly. Mm. I want to side with the casino or the people that are, quote, sharp, which would be good gamblers. Okay. That's kind of where I want to be with it. Gotcha. So in a roundabout way, to answer that question, yeah, there is. Okay. Um, now I could sit in a casino and and pick you out of a hat and just yeah. follow what you're betting and just bet every you know opposite of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Huh. It's fascinating to me, man. I love like learning about shit I don't man, know it's about a, at all. You know what I mean? It's a uh, it is a fascinating thing, and it's uh, a passion for sure. And it's yeah. uh, 
money won is way better than money earned, mm. right? Yeah. So like when you win a, a bet, there's just something intoxicating about that. Yeah. And for me, like you you mentioned about like weed or, or drinking, like yeah, yeah. that is my like kind of high. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. But I'll tell you too, like I've had some really <clears throat> horrible nights in my life mm. because you know, not only do I bet my own money and, and put my own opinion out there, but you know, I've I've been in situations where, you know, I have hundreds of people following what I'm doing. Yeah, right. Right. You know, and and it's like I can lose my own money. Right. You know, it sucks, but it's like you got two, three hundred people betting something, you know, and you lose like say seven, eight days in a row. Yeah. I've had some really brutal, brutal nights with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's really stressful. And there's no like legal consequence for that like no. they're just taking your opinion yeah at face value and then like you know I, I guess in a way it's, it's kind of fascinating that someone's willing to just buy into what i'm you know selling them but you know i guess for me it, it's more of i just provide you with let's say the things that maybe you don't have time to look up most yeah. people have jobs yeah, they don't yeah, have yeah. time to right. to sit there and sift through and because it takes a long time yeah. i mean you know to, to, to go on shows or, or to give out an opinion i'm not just gonna half cock can i swear yeah I'm not just going to fucking give my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm going to give a, a, an opinion, but it's going to be a thought out opinion. I'm going to mm. put time into that opinion. Yeah. I'm not just going to throw some fucking nonsense out there, you right, know? Right. I'm going to spend time on it. So, um there's a market for it and there's, you know, obviously as you know, the goal with any content you put out is to get views and to get people to watch it and and all that stuff kind of has allowed me to build an audience and I do have somewhat of a foothold. Am I the biggest gambler on earth? Hell no. Am I the most popular? No. But I've been able to slowly but surely graduate and hit goals to get higher and higher. Gotcha. And, you know, I'm happy with it. That's I nice. have an end game for all of it, but... What is it? Well, in my life. Yeah. My end game is... Uh, I'm, I'm giving it to 45. I'm okay. 32 now. Okay. Giving it plenty of time. I want to make sure I'm in the right position, but... My end game is to, to go to, to Italy, move to Italy, and, okay. and just retire from all this get content and stuff and just you know wake up every morning maybe have an espresso yeah you have a nice little villa i live in go down and get some vegetables some food fresh food and maybe watch soccer bet on some games check in make sure my family's okay and yeah just chill you yeah. know that you know i'm not in the public eye but i got i've gotten over the years a lot of shit on the internet mm. and I, I put myself out there i'm very open with who i am right and um you know, something I just want to like get out of here. You know, yeah, just live. Uh, I, f- I feel you though. The the, the nonchalant life. You know, <clears throat> I mean, like for anyone that creates anything and puts anything out to the world, there's always like that. It's a lot, man. You're putting yourself out there. You wouldn't believe. <clears throat> you wouldn't believe the shit I get on the internet on a daily basis, yeah. and especially like some of the companies I've worked for. There's there's huge audiences, and yeah, you know, there are just people that just don't like you. You know, yeah, and uh, you know, I often wish like. And that's why mediums like this are are terrific because, mm. you know, you can get to know somebody. You know, yeah. I'm not just a, a gambler. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like right. I'm not like I like to read and I like to learn and I yeah. like to to understand shit. And there's more to someone than just face value. You right, know? So, right. I, it's something I've been trying to focus on lately for myself is like, like the studio. All of this stuff like is something that I do. It is me, but it it isn't me yep. right like your work is you so yep. it's hard when it's like you're doing the stuff on your own you know it's not like the paycheck comes like from me there's no like 100%. you know what i mean um so then when shit doesn't go bad i'm like sometimes i'm like oh fuck like i'm fucking up but it's like i'm not fucking up 
it's like i'm fucking up but it's not me if that makes you know what i mean like what it's it's a hard concept to try to explain because like i'm still trying to figure it out i think i mean i think Um, um when you say that i kind of relate because like you like you you don't have like a real like a nine to five do you no yeah so you get it so it's like it's great because i don't have to wake up at you know a certain time or or go ask someone if i can go use the bed like i don't have to do that but it it also means like you know at the end of the year i have to pay taxes yeah right right. i don't have to pay and i don't get a refund refund Yeah, yeah you know if if god forbid you know i don't have things you know that people want me to do or or let's say it just runs dry i gotta go out and do what i gotta do right and i i mean i've had you know i've had months where you know the summer is generally slow for me there's sports mm-hmm. that i don't bet and you know you gotta go out you gotta save you gotta be you know able to grind and that's one thing that i've always been able to do is hustle and and, and do it but you're right there's not you want to beat yourself up you know and, and it's good and it's grand and, and you can do what you want to do but you know, it's it's a little different, and sometimes I do think like, what if I just, uh, you know, worked at a doctor's office or I was a mechanic or something? Yeah, you know, it'd be a different life, but it would probably be a little easier, you know. But it'd be but maybe, probably harder on your soul, though. Yeah, and you, you know? yeah, and and that's the thing, bro. Yeah. And I'm sure you get it. I don't want to have a regret. Yeah, you know, is yeah. it is it hard sometimes? Do I get shit? Yeah, but. You know, I'm I'm blessed that I don't have to wake up on a Monday yeah. after a good weekend. I don't have to, you know, necessarily punch a clock or, or whatever. But right. it's tough. You know, it's not easy. Yeah. But it also allows me, like, and I'll tell you this. Hmm. <clears throat> I was, in March of 2020, right before the pandemic, I was 340 pounds. Okay. And today I'm 217. Wow. So it allows me, in a way, also to do things like better myself from a physical standpoint. Yeah, you know, and when you're that size, I mean, I'm only five, five eight, five nine. You know, it puts you in a different head spaces. And now, when I wake up, I have energy and I have zest and passion. And you know, that allowed me not having because if I had to go punch a clock every day, yeah, I man, it probably have been a lot harder to to go work out yeah, after yeah, yeah. it or For sure. or eat the right way. So. For sure. You know, it allowed me to do stuff like that, and and I owe a lot to to that, and and also to do things that I wanted to do, whether yeah. it's that mafia show or, you know, I I decided one night that I wanted to drive an Uber. Yeah, I don't really need the money, but I wanted to do it. Like yeah. I thought it'd be cool, so it's I started cool doing conversations it. Conversations with people and shit too, and, right? and that's what I have done. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. You know, so that's that's the good thing about what I do, but. It's tough sometimes. I've thought about taking the podcast on on the road before. You should. I had a, a van really, or something. A really bad idea a couple podcasts ago with a dear friend of mine, David uh, Youssef, about getting uh, um, two cars and you mic them both up, and then you just drive next to each other on like a two lane street and like jack up traffic and shit while doing a. And you try to have like a conversation with two different vehicles. It would be. It would be very so tough. many nightmares. Yeah, but it would be. I think it would be funny to maybe do it like once. Well, I'll tell you though, I think you should, I have an idea for you. Yeah. You should, you know, this is easy to set up. Yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, you could probably just do it in a car or something, but. Yeah. You should just go to places. Yeah. And just find a random person and be yeah. like, yo, can I speak to you? Would yeah, you have so that's kind of yeah. how it all started. Um, That'd be fascinating. Just like approaching random people on the street, 
right Man and then the like street, getting yeah. people to come up here that i like <laughs> randomly met and do yeah. whatever but then that caused like a bunch of fucking problems okay because you got like a bunch of random ass people yes. who are like opportunists and it's like oh there's a studio there's all this like cool equipment that's, that's like expensive you know what i mean and then well, like i think you could do so, like if you weren't taking them to a studio yeah like there's a there's an instagram i follow it's awesome <clears throat> it's called humans of ny oh yeah 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 and they just they just interview random new yorkers mm-hmm. You know, and you, you might come across a person that like they left like a war torn country and now they're, you know, you just you randomly run into them. Right. It's just really fascinating. But yeah, it's a shame that that happens because that would have been a great idea. But <clears throat> I had a solution to it, though. I went um, I rented out a little room in a library and just started doing people there. But then I was like, eh, whatever. So kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. But I guess you're right. You know, you always <clears throat> I guess when you have like a. Not that I'm a, a musician or anything, but this all kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. Musicians, beat yeah. makers, right. pocket, that kind of stuff. So Yeah. It's all media. Right. But yeah, I mean, for from my side, from from that perspective, like it's all kind of worked out because like I've, the podcast has given me like the opportunity to reach out to artists that I haven't worked with like on a professional level, yeah. but would like to work with. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, hey, you want to come do a podcast? And then we get to know each other and I can kind of vet out if like, I'd actually want to work sure. with you or not. You know what I mean? It's a great, um, great idea. It's like getting to know somebody in my world is like you know in everyone's world but like with music it's like we're gonna create art oh yeah you know what i mean like we gotta like see if we like fucking can like and you're talk. putting it out <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, yeah you're yeah. putting it out to the masses yeah. so i think what's interesting about what you said and like it's it's wild because when you come up here like you don't know shit about me yeah like not at all we talked like a very little bit yeah you yeah know? I sent you like something I was working on. That was like literally it. Yeah. I try really hard not to, because I was like, I was tempted. I was like, I saw some of your stuff and I was like, shit, like I am interested. I want to like go down the rabbit hole. (laughs) But I was like, no, just wait, just figure it out on the podcast. It's it's really kind of a cool idea because I, I, you know, I've done a lot of these and, you know, a lot of it's just about like public feuds that I've been in or, or my sports betting thing or, hey, can you talk about the NFL? You know, the only other thing I've done like this is I went on a show a couple months ago it was a guy that did like these he was like a self-help guy mm. and we just talked about like experiences and yeah. how would i deal with it. like and right. like these kind of interesting ideas are are great i just try to look at it. it's like i'm sitting across the the oops the floor every week or every you know a couple times a week just from like a person yeah you're just a human being well you know, you know what i mean like, you interviewed um another friend of mine dreadhead yeah. young yeah 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 so <laughs> I've known him forever. Yeah. Uh, he, he's from Philly originally. And it, real I don't want to talk about other people, but no, I, have a, good. I have a fascinating story with him. Yeah. So when I was a, a kid, this was like around middle school when I was getting into gambling, I, um, my, my parents, for whatever reason, my, my, my mother's from Cabbage Hill, just a few blocks away. Okay. And when, when I was born, my parents moved out to like the suburbs, more like the country. Mm-hmm. And, Fast forward to seventh grade, I, I got on the bus, or this was ninth grade actually. I got on the bus, and, and I lived really far from my high school, Penn Manor. I lived super far, probably an hour away in the bus. And I remember we were going through Peckway. I don't know if you've ever been down that yeah, way. Yeah, good, good, some good hikes down there. Yeah, the first day of school, ninth grade. I'm on the bus, and we pull up to this. Uh, it's like a driveway, really long driveway, tree line driveway. And I'm I'm blown away. There's about I think there are about ten or so kids, black Puerto Rican kids, 
you know, they had the big jerseys on, the mm. hats, when we dressed that way back then. Yeah, yeah. And we stop. And I'm thinking, because look, my school at the time was was pretty. I mean, it, it it was it was obviously integrated, but it wasn't like picking it, it was fascinating, let's just say. Yeah, yeah. Where like they get on the bus and we all just we start hanging out, chatting, and one of them was him. Yeah. He had been around here and he was coming to school here, and they they were in our school. And it was awesome. I made yeah. friendships with all those guys. And to this day, I still talk to them. Some of them live in Philly. A couple of them hanged around here. And um, we had some great times on a bus, man. Ninth, 10th, 11th grade. I remember I would burn them CDs. That was, yeah. that was something I did. We would. I, I've, I've been a big music guy for a lot of years. And I was a big rap guy. Word. And I was burning them. Beanie Siegel okay. and Freeway. And, yeah, yeah. And I remember he was one his name, you know, Dex's name, he was one of them. And I we've maintained a relationship and yeah. you know, he's doing good. I, I he he did said something that he doesn't swear in his music. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I never knew that about him. Right, so. right. No, I th- I think it's uh it's, it's fascinating. It's like you, people talk about like the economy of words and shit, right? Oh like, yeah. And I do it. I'm guilty as hell. I was about to say I'm guilty as fuck about it, but like I, I swear in. I use like the f word and like different cuss words almost at this point as like ums and like pauses because it's like easier. But when you're writing a song, yeah, it's like to to not swear adds this whole other element of oh, I mean, like I mean, uh, uh, you know complication, if you will. Well, I know like if it's I fascinating you know? if I ever go on like the radio, like yeah. real radio, yeah, yeah, which is rare, but. You know, a lot of it's like, you know, unedited stuff or, or just free talk, but you got to not swear. Right. And, and like, I'll have times where I'm like, they fucking suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I can't say that. Right. So I'd imagine it'd be very yeah, difficult. Right. So shout out to him for doing that. That's yeah. not easy. No, I never thought of it that definitely. way. Yeah. But it's super hard. But it's also, it's incredibly commendable because you can definitely get the same point across. Do you think someone, you know I mean? do you think someone is, fuck this, fuck that? Like, do you think any less of them? But so that's the thing there are is people like, that do. I, I, like. I say no, though. Like, yeah. if, if most people swear, right, in music or whatever, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, if somebody's swearing a whole lot and somebody else isn't swearing, I wouldn't say that the other person is therefore better than them. Mm-hmm. But also, I have like a tiny bit, little bit more like respect for their songwriting because oh, yeah. like it seems it's it, it's a lot harder for sure, right? But there's you know countless songs that use very vulgar language that I really like you love right? you know because yeah. like i like the song i guess i just never thought of it that way but it and it's and it's kind of a diamond a dozen like there's not i would imagine there's not a ton of artists yeah at least in like the r&b rap or right, even right. just rap let's say where yeah. i guess r&b it's a little different and, and that's one of the things about music now that i'm i'm just out on mm. you know i grew up in a in a beautiful time you know i think how old are you 27 you're a little younger than me, but yeah. like I'm 32 and I grew up in a beautiful era of like the late 90s, early 2000s where I feel like music was just timeless. Mm. Like we had some great movements like, uh, you know, the R- R&B was R&B. Yeah. You know, I think of people like, you know, Aaliyah, mm. Rustin, you know, the Hurt, like yeah. someone like that or like these these incredible like R&B artists. You know, you had the, the slow jams. You know, the, there's not a lot of music like that no more. You know what I think you know? it is? The big thing my ongoing theory is like it's so much easier to re- create and release music now than it was oh, years yeah. before like yeah. um everyone knows for the most part but if people out there don't know like forever ago like if you wanted to record a project like even speaking from like an engineer's perspective like you had to get a fucking like $30,000 board and yeah. then like all this other shit like now easy. you can 
you could get like a laptop and a, a microphone, a little isolation thing, whatever, whatever, right? So there's been this huge, and also like getting your music out. I remember like people putting your music out on iTunes. Like it was like, how do you get your music yeah. on iTunes? <laughs> Wait, like you can go through independent distribution now. now. It's so easy. So easy, right? So like the music industry or whatever is just flooded yeah. with so many more artists. And I feel like it's great and it's bad. Like yeah. it's, it, has, it has big pros and cons from my perspective. Like there's so many more options now, right? So like there's genres that like, there used to be like, you know, the big main genres and then there were sub genres of those sub genres. And then it kind of, but it, it was like a tree that you could like see, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's like, because like there's just so many different people doing different stuff and everyone wants to be like original and whatnot yeah. obviously that all those different subgenres now have their own like separate thousand different subgenres and shit yeah it's almost so like... it's like when you say like R&B like yeah i'd say that there's still like in its soul like R&B music but there's also like a billion other versions of what you would call as our R&B being yeah, it's like, like different, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's almost like a dialect to a language. Yeah. Right. Right. There's just so much out there, man. Like people are constantly like, I try to stay up on like music that mm-hmm. is new and whatever, whatever. But for the first time ever in the last like five or six years, I'm like, Holy shit. Like who, like who is this person? And, yeah. never, and they're like, Oh, they got fucking like 10 million followers or whatever. Like, how'd you never well, hear I've, about it? I'm like, you know, it's funny geez. you say that I found, um, I don't know why I was, I don't know why I heard this person sing. I, I think I was, where the hell was I going? I, I was listening to something, and I don't really listen to regular radio, but yeah. it just happened to come on that this 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 girl uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Okay, she's like gigantic. Yeah, she's like an Ariana Grande Maybe. level. It's vaguely familiar. But I heard this song yeah. that she put out. It was just fucking beautiful. Mm. Like it was about her like young love. Mm-hmm. And like how the guy just like moved on. Yeah. And like it's so out of like I'm not that's not my thing yeah. at all. Like yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, it's I'm just not in that demographic, I guess, to listen to that. But mm-hmm. but you're right, there's just so many different like interesting sounds and different types of music. I guess like when I was younger, like it was it was a little more pronounced, like R and B. Yeah. You know, and, and rap. Right. And and like there might have been like hardcore rap or yeah, yeah. You no know, rock music. But when I was younger, Napster, I remember mm. when that came out. Yeah, okay. It was it 99, 98? Yeah. And that was when music changed forever. Definitely. Because people like Metallica were going and bitching and saying, We put this stuff out there. Right. And nobody's buying it now. Right, right. CDs. I remember I would go to the mall, Park City Mall. They had a place called, I don't know if you remember, Sam Goody. Hell yeah, dude. FYE. Yeah, those yeah, kind of places. Yeah. I mean, you go in there. And for like a hundred bucks, you might get only like four CDs. Yeah, Each CD right. was like twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. $25. And but it was awesome because like thirteen or fourteen songs were were dope from an artist. I mean, you ever think of that? Like, do they still sell CDs? Like, I don't even know. I, I'm not sure. You know what's bad though is I went to a punk show like a couple years ago and they were selling cassettes. No shit. And I was like, why? Like, it's like it's <laughs> like, oh, you're so cool, man. I can understand like, like vinyl. Yeah, people. Then vinyl had a huge resurgence. Yeah, and that's did. great. Yeah, now yeah. so many people have vinyl players, but cassettes yeah. are like. I know like three people that have cassette players. Yeah, the cassette you know I mean? is really pretty. Like, yeah, yeah, and you can do some really neat stuff with cassettes from an art like an artist perspective you can mm-hmm. do like tape loops and you can fuck like the tape itself is really interesting well and that's the cool but thing it, it's about it's not accessible you know but that's the cool thing about the internet now and like just thinking about so many things you can do like 
we're starting to see things that we never thought we'd see because we have the ability to bring them back now. Yeah, for sure. So like like in the mafia world, yeah, like yeah. there are wiretaps from like that the FBI was getting from like these different mobsters and they're able to now transcribe that shit yeah. and it's being put out there. And yeah. some of this stuff is so fascinating to hear. And just like, even like, like cassettes, like there, I probably still have some cassettes. Yeah. Like, I don't even, I guess it would be kind of cool to hear them. Yeah. Right. Right. But got to get a cassette player. Like, man. Do they still have DVD players? <clears throat> I don't know. But like my, like, like for example, like my computer doesn't have a disc drive. Yeah. Like somebody was like recently asked me something about a CD. They're like, "Could you burn it onto a CD?" I'm like, "I don't no. know how to do that." Yeah, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I remember when you could get a computer. Yeah, and it was like the big thing to have it burn yeah. on your computer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like you get a car, right? And like a D, like a CD. Yeah, like like that was big. Yeah, I remember I had this like booklet that I like had made all these like mixed yeah. CDs for like I remember driving around well. and shit. And sure. I was like, dude, I had like the perfect driving playlist yeah and like now i have like yeah. all those songs like backed up on a hard drive somewhere or whatever but you would go to um oh it was great you would go to like uh like either sam goody or like even like target or something and yeah. get like the sand disc blank cd yeah 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 you get like a hundred for like a certain amount and you'd had the marker the yeah. sharpie marker and you'd yep. write what yep. it is yep. and you get confused because you might have some of the same songs on other right. ones and right Trying to write like all the song names on like a tiny CD. Yeah, yeah. Good and memories. I remember when I was super young, like root, like six, seven years old. I remember I said to my grandmother one time, because at the time one of my family members lived overseas, and I remember saying, "Grandma, like, wouldn't it be cool if when he called us, we could see him yeah, through the right, phone? Right. Like there was like a little screen. Right. And I'm thinking, wow, this would be so awesome. Yeah. I haven't seen this guy in forever. My uncle, right? right? But now, like truly, you could get on a plane yeah. and go to Mongolia. Yeah. And on Monday, yeah. I could use this little box. Yeah. And I could see you. I know. The and I could be box, sitting right bro. here. The little box that has like access to like all of the like everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and by just the in way, your pocket. You yeah, and by I mean? the way, with that little box, yeah. you can listen to whatever music you want. Yeah. You can I mean, you truly do anything. Yeah, it, it's true. It is a fascinating world in the last just twenty years. Right, right. And and to think too, like it, there's so many things too that were like inconceivable, mm-hmm. say twenty years ago. Right. Oh, to, yeah. There's like now you think for the future, <laughs> like all these people have all these different ideas, of like what could happen or Where what we go? could do or whatever. But I'd imagine that what it'll be is like it's stuff that like we can't even comprehend now. I don't. You it, know what it's I mean? it's crazy to think about. Like I had an idea for a podcast. Yeah. Kind of an offshoot of. One of the things with this mob show I do is eventually I would like to get into like crime and and, and all sorts of things like that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, people that, you know, do things, but not necessarily hard. Like people that are never going to get out. I don't want to talk to them necessarily, but I want to talk to people that maybe they went in around the end of the late 90s. Okay. And they're getting out now. Yeah. Where yeah, they yeah. went in. Like, this is real random, but yesterday. Yeah. The, ki- the killer of Robert Kennedy Okay. Sirhan Sirhan is yeah. getting out of prison. No shit. 53 years he's been inside. Yeah. Could you imagine, like, and obviously what he did, quote, was, you know, if he did it, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. But, like, what does he do now? Right. Like, how does he, like, the life that he lived then yeah. to now? Yeah. It's totally different. That's why a lot of people, like, go back and shit. Or at least yeah. from what I understand. Because like, they don't have like, an avenue. Yeah. Like, uh, a buddy of mine, um, I want to say he's getting out in the next... Uh, soon oh yeah but he's been in in prison for all of covid 
all this all this shit like and i I talk to him all the time and he's just like dude like i mean you know being in jail like uh during covid from what i understand from his perspective was fucking horrible right well but like now coming out into the world he's like dude like you know and that's just such a small i mean not to say COVID, all this stuff is like such a small thing but but think if you think it's only been a couple years think if you went into prison in 1998 yeah and you're getting out in yeah. 2021. <laughs> yeah, dude. But like even I have a, a dear friend. Nuts. Um he was a he was a rapper around here for for years. He's a dear friend of mine. He's been in prison since 2014. Yeah. And he gets out at the end of the year. Yeah. And even him, like he you know, you think back to how long it's actually been. Yeah. And I remember back then like it's totally different than it is now. 100%. We've man. seen so many things and I couldn't imagine 20 years time so. flies like so that fast. and especially in, in our day and age like your your lifetime and my lifetime we've yeah. seen some incredible things yeah i remember i remember we, i went to florida when i was like eight or nine years old mm. and i remember when you would get on the airplane there was no security yeah 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 there was no like you just went in yeah you know and even stuff like that it's like this world is totally different i'm i'm still like young bull if you will but i mean <laughs> i remember like uh cigarette smoking yeah like, i remember going to like a friendlies and there were like uh people smoking cigarettes in like the smoking section yeah and be- and i don't remember have- how old i was but yeah. i was like this is so stupid like <laughs> like what do you mean the smoking section like the well, whole now place i saw friendlies isn't even around anymore yeah dude i drove columbia past, avenue uh, it's, yeah, gone. it's gone <laughs> bummer i remember i went there a few different times for ice cream when i was a kid but yeah I think the pronounced age group now is like your age group to where I am. So mm. like 32 to 27. It's only yeah. five years. Yeah. But you had something that like we didn't have the internet really. No. We had right. DSL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like if you wanted to download a porn. Yeah, get the AOL fucking disc. Yeah. And put it in the computer right. and shit. You would get yeah. it from like, like they'd call you and be like, hey, yeah. do you want AOL? You right, know? right, right. I remember downloading like a porno. Yeah. It took like. Eight hours. We went like LimeWire and shit. Yeah, Kazaa, ShareBear, yeah. LimeWire. I remember LimeWire gave me the like, or it wasn't my computer, but yeah. it was like the family computer. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. Gave us like the weirdest viruses, <laughs> dude. There was this one. I don't think I've ever told this on the, on the podcast before. It was the worst fucking thing ever, right? I was using LimeWire to get like weird music, and like I think we were talking about this with True Dad's episode, like all the. Um, all the song names would always be wrong or like the oh, artist, but you know oh, what I mean? Like was everything was worst. misorganized and shit. Yeah. But with the porn stuff, it was like, I got this virus on like the family computer or whatever that took like porn. Uh, it was either photos or videos or whatever. And like put them in random folders. Oh, no. So dude, my mom sent, uh, like a photo album or whatever to her brother oh, of like, God, I don't know, kidding. summer or whatever. And it oh. had like hardcore fucking Holy porn in it and shit. shit. And it was like super embarrassing. And then we're like, Byron, what the fuck are you? You're like, why are you hiding this shit in here? Or whatever the fuck. And I was like, dude, I didn't. And it turns out it was actually a virus. You know, and I, I was downloading porn on there. Well, I mean, but still, that's like brutal. all that shit. Yeah, dude. And that's such a virus that it's like someone just made that to be like, ha ha ha. <laughs> like there's yeah. no, you're not making money from that shit. Like that's just like evil. Bro. What's like nowadays with these people that hack shit. Yeah. It's like they hacked the weirdest shit. Yeah. Like you'll see on, like I saw a couple months ago on the news, like. I think it was around Christmas. People were hacking those uh, ring doorbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like you'd just be sitting there like watching TV and someone be like, "Hey, bro." Yeah, I saw that. I saw like, a video. What the fuck? <laughs> I saw a video of that shit. Like you'd walk out of your like living yeah. room at night and you'll and someone would be like, "Hey, you fucking idiot!" Yeah. Like, whoa, what the yeah. fuck? Like, it's creepy, man. It really is. It's um, 
the information you know world is and that's like when i look back like i wish like if i if i ask you right now yeah. and i don't know much you know about history but if if you could if you could go back to a decade mm. and you, you had the choice of instead of being 27 in the decade you grew up in yeah would you relive and live somewhere another generation I went down a real fucking wild rabbit hole the other day okay. of like 14th century shit. Um, wow, you'd go back that? Yeah, yeah. Just I was gonna cu- say, just so like, curious to see like what it was like, like you know after I mean? 1900. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so like, let's say a modern, know, maybe America. like the like, like the 20s. 20s was a wild. Yeah, because like there was bad shit that happened, like real bad shit, but also like, or maybe like like right before. The yeah, depression? The, yeah, right before the depression. Yeah, so twenty nine was the depression. Okay, yeah. And so, well, you think back then, then, though, the Roaring Twenties or whatever, right? Or yeah, nineteen twenty. Like so, for instance, the, in nineteen twenty, the Volstead Act was put into place. The Volstead okay. Act eliminated alcohol in okay. this country. Yeah, yeah, couldn't yeah. buy it. Anymore. Right, gotcha. Like so, what it did was shit. it created this illicit trade right, for it. But right. I mean, think about that. You, there's no bars. Yeah, and the only bars are are like these yeah. like private places. Right. But yeah, the Roaring Twenties, I mean, you had... I think it would just be interesting to see, like... And music was huge back then. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably need to learn how to play the trumpet or some shit. You would have. Yeah. You should watch um, one of the great shows ever, Boardwalk Empire. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was set in the 1920s in Atlantic City. Yeah, I watched that. That was a good one. It's... um, Nucky Thompson. Nucky, yeah. Yeah, Hell yeah. Yeah, It was a real person, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they said it. And, you know, he... In Atlantic City back then was... Kind of looked like it does now. Has, like, a boardwalk Mm. and... You know, it, it's it's crazy to think about that stuff. I think about often in Lancaster, like, you think about years ago, you know, let's say that time period. Yeah. Route 30 wasn't around. Yeah, right, right. It's just like farmland. Yeah. You think about that, it's, it's crazy. I, I would love to see, like, the first highways be built. Yeah. That would trip me like out. Like I-95 Hardcore. or something? Yeah, or just all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, where, would, you, where would you go back? Wow. In any decade? Yeah. I mean, you ask me, what's what's what about you? Personally, uh, I, you know, twenties would be awesome. Yeah, I just think I wouldn't want. I didn't. I would love to live in the roaring twenties, but eventually, when I was older, I'd have to live through the depression. Yeah, right, true. The forties. Oh, you're were, saying not just to go back and like visit and then time warp yeah. back. You're like beat like. I guess I, I kind of look at it like that because yeah, yeah, like gotcha. I would not have wanted to live through World War Two. Yeah, no, that, that was, was a really rough. tough time in our. I country. mean, knowing now that like it, it like we quote unquote like won. Yeah. You know, not quote unquote. But you have to, you have to remember, yeah. like in the, in the forties in our country, we were rationing. Yeah, right, food. right, right. Rubber and all that. Yeah. yeah. So people now they're like they lose electric for an hour and they can't fucking operate. <laughs> yeah, it's like right, right. think back to then, like you yeah. had to make like for instance, I I actually look back at yesterday and I was disgusted that I did this. Mm. I was on an Amtrak from New York to Philly and then Philly to Lank. Yeah. And we were at Paoli, yeah. and the guy comes over to loudspeaker. We're supposed to be home by four fifty. That comes in a loudspeaker. Uh, we're hitting a little. Uh, there's a power line on the the tracks. Yeah, we gotta wait. We sat there for like an hour. Yeah, and I remember tweeting out. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Why do I gotta wait this long? Right. But then I think the back to like rationing, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, eat. Yeah, or I couldn't do certain things if, if I wasn't awarded a luxury. Right, so, right. I, if I had to live in any generation, probably they. The 80s. Gotcha. Okay. Just because of, I don't know, or the 70s. Seems yeah. like a good time. Like yeah. after Vietnam. Yeah. 
or actually well, almost after Vietnam. But, you know, you're starting to see things in the country change. You know, mm. the civil rights stuff is starting to move forward and yeah. people are starting to get freedom. And, you know, it just seemed like a, a cool time as far as like industry. And I think that's one thing about the country that, that really is just eluded everyone at this point. So whether you go to rural America, you go to urban America. Yeah. The industry has left this country. Mm. And what it's turned in is just like really barren wastelands of nothing. Yeah. And that's what's turned these communities outward, sadly. Yeah. You know? There's there's some towns, especially like around here. Um, Again, back again, shout out to David Yusef's episode. He's a, a real estate guy. Yeah. He was talking to me at length about like the intricacies of like why that happened it's and sad. like how it works out and whatnot. Yeah. And there's some, there's some places around here that you can drive to. I just remember, I mean, Sorry if you live there or whatever, but I drove through uh, Pottsville, I think it was, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. recently, Industry, and I was like, yeah. yo, this Cold. this city's like fucking Steel. Like, dead. And that's the sad thing. And, and that's your- Bummer. That's Everyone your, was like mad and shit. And like- There's there's nothing yeah, there. Right. And that's like, when you look at like the times changing, they've changed for the worst because, you know, if you're a big company, you can send labor to, to smaller areas, Mexico, let's say, yeah. or, or wherever, and it's cheaper. Yeah. And what it does is it kills these communities. You know, you can go to, I lived in Philly for a, a period of years, and the largest open-air drug market in this country, Yeah, that area used to be a flourishing industry. Mm. Like where Rocky grew yeah, up in yeah, the film. Yeah. Right, right. Like that area now is one of the worst ghettos in America. Yeah. And a lot of it is just because industry left and and people moved out and and, and, and the largest form of capitalism that, that neighborhood now has is the illegal drug trade. Right. And that's what turns these communities so outward, man. And people, places like Pottsville, you know, West, go to West Virginia. Yeah. The coal area. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, the, the rust belt, if yeah. you will. I mean, it's, it's just been pillaged. Yeah. And that's slowly, but surely over 10, 20 years, it just is devoured. It's fucking, it's a bummer, man. It is. I don't know what to do to change it. Well, luckily you have but, cities like you this, know, yeah, that are that are that are saying, you know, what we had a period like you know, Lancaster in the two thousands was, you know, it was changing, man. Yeah. You know, some of these areas, but you know, you're starting to see they're they're starting to get built up, right? And they become a little more chic, you yeah. know, and we get a Whole Foods, yeah, <laughs> or they're putting a, a distillery in, or <laughs> yeah, right. you know, just like cool little places, yeah, yeah. But, it, it's been fascinating to watch, like, down, like, Bins Park area, oh, yeah. that whole situation that's happening. Coming here today, it was closed um, off because they're building uh, yeah. some big things. But, yeah. I mean, it's, like, literally, like, they took the, the the area of, like, you know, what was it, the Brunswick? Yeah. Uh, I, I used remember. to, I did some crazy parties Parties, there. yeah. Great times <laughs> yeah. over there. Um, there was a Days whole, In on Lidditz Pike, too, that had some, yeah. some good ones. But that, that whole, like, block was, like, nothing. Yeah. And had been businesses that were closed down forever, and now it's, like... There's what is it like fucking two hundred thousand dollar apartments seven hundred thousand fuck that dude one hundred one North Queen yeah crazy <sighs> that's wild would you ever do you ever think that and, and I'll ask like I, I'm always fascinated by real estate my yeah. mother's in that business yeah, and yeah. My, my father as well and I'm always fascinated by certain people like I get if you live in New York right yeah you have to live there yeah you, you work there whatever but let's say you're uh let's say you're a high end doctor yeah or like a lawyer yeah. And you work downtown Lancaster. Yeah. Why on earth right. would you spend $700,000 for an apartment in Lancaster yeah. when you could literally take that same money yeah. 
go three miles north <laughs> to Bent Creek. Right, right. I mean, you got you you could get a really beautiful house for that amount. I, my my thing was Crazy. always like, I want like property. Yeah, I want like land. woods and shit and land. Like I fucking a house is like like I live in an apartment now and it's it works. It's fine. Yeah, it's cool. But my goal is to like have like I really don't care that much about like the house itself or like the building itself. Just I just want like around. fucking like a, like land. Yeah, you know what I mean, we ever think about like um. Will we ever run out of land? Uh, yeah. Because when you look I mean, around here, there's like there's it, a finite amount of land. God ain't making any. You know what I mean? I mean, like we could, I guess, like build. We could do the Dubai thing and like build artificial land in the water, but that has so many fucking problems. Not really yeah. working out. I mean, for eventually them over there. it's gonna. The sea will retake it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's only so much land. My thought on land is like it's more or less just like cemeteries. Yeah. Do you ever think, like, will we ever run out of places to bury people? Yeah. Probably. I mean, if we like, continue burying people... Like, I remember reading something forever ago about, like, why don't we bury people vertically? Because you would save so much space. And there was, like, true. some, like, weird Well, I guess you have mausoleums and stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, there's some huge cemeteries, man. There's this one um, out there's in... There's one in this set. set near town. Lebanon, I think. It's like a military... Um, oh, it's huge uh, thing, but it's giant. I went up there a, a while ago, um, and it, I was like, "Wow, like this place is and you know, huge." I remember when I was younger, when I went to the brickyard and it was still around. Mm. I remember one night there was no Uber back then, yeah. So like, I I would walk from the brickyard over to like Six Ward Park, which is a decent walk. But I remember I got lost one time. This is back when I did drink. I got lost one time in that cemetery on New Holland Avenue. Okay. It's like you can't almost see it. It like connects like the hospital area. It's huge. In the got, city? Yeah. It's over by like Lime Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got lost in that cemetery one time and like it I never realized how big it was. It's quite large. So it's, it's huge. Yeah. But um I think that the the like vertically burying somebody in like yeah. that mausoleum type thing is right. is so expensive, right. you know. But I mean like it's just vertically burying people in the ground. Like, you know how, like, a, a casket goes in the ground horizontally, right? You're saying the other you one. You just fucking vertically. And then you can put them next to each other. True. But, like, people don't want to do that for some weird... Everyone has such well, a weird relationship with death. Well, question... Yeah, yeah, they do. And what... One quick question I have on a cemetery. Like, uh... Four, 400 block of Poplar Street. That's where my grandparents lived. And I remember across the street, we had St. Joe's Cemetery. Yeah. And I remember, like, one time I was, like, looking around in there, and... It was like graves from like the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, there's some really old ones. Do they ever like? What happens eventually? Do they I don't just know. like the stone? Yeah, I never thought about else? that. <laughs> yeah, because like the, like the 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 they're not like a body anymore. Yeah, a, a friend of mine that worked at a um uh, mortuary. Uh, uh, yeah, and they said that they don't actually bury people in the caskets. Okay, like you hmm. you people pay like for the just nice for casket show. or whatever. And then they put them out there, and then like when they actually bury the person, they just put them in in like a box because it it needs to deteriorate. And if you put somebody in some real fancy fucking lacquered up wood yeah, box, like it's not gonna it's not that. good for like the water supply. Well, I'll tell you now, and obviously I don't think I've ever talked about this on a show, but my mother, father, or if they're not around, whoever takes care of us, I don't want to be in the ground. No, I, hell no. You want to get launched into space or some shit? Shot out of no. a cannon. No, I want to, I want, 
my ashes yeah. to be in an urn. Okay. And I want them to be somewhere. Gotcha. So, like, do you know anything about Jimmy Hoffa? Uh, I mean, I know, like, the like, you know mystery of, like, oh, like, is he under the football well, field yeah, or some I, shit? And that's just, like, something I talk about a lot because it's, it's a mob kind of thing. And yeah. I often say, like, I think Jimmy Hoffa, people are always wondering where the hell he is. Yeah. Look, he's, you know where he is? I guarantee this. Huh. I'll put this on the record. He is in an urn in yeah. someone's house somewhere. Yeah. And people are laughing their ass off because he's in Giant Stadium or he's in the ocean or he's right, here, he's right, there. Right. I guarantee he's on a, in an urn somewhere. Yeah. You know, and, and I kind of want to do that as well because I think you still live, someone's still, you're still there in a way. Mm. But I have some interesting points about death, I think. So. Yeah. I mean, what's your relationship like with death? It's a question that I've been asking people lately. It's a it's a very strange way to phrase it, but I, I preface it by saying like some people have skirted through life somehow or another, never experiencing death, mm -hmm. and to them I say congratulations. Like and in the, some people in what have way? like, like, they, like they've uh, never had anyone die that was important. You've never had anyone die that was close to you. You've never seen someone die. I mean, I had a, a podcast that's coming out tomorrow, which which will come out before this one's weird time thing. Um, this guy was talking about how he saw somebody jump off a building and explode right in front of right him. Like, him, yeah. that's like, you know, an experience that that person had. Like, so I say like to people like, what's your experience with death? Because everyone has like different experiences, different things that happen and then their own way of perceiving therefore like yeah, what think, it is uh, or what, what it means to them or whatever. I definitely don't think I'm not, I don't want to die. Oh yeah. But I know eventually it will happen. Yeah. But I have a thought that, you know, and I think it's interesting because we can I take it back to the conversation we just had. We can do so much, right? Right. Like we can um, talk to somebody in Mongolia or yeah. go to the moon. Yeah. Why don't we know what happens when you die? Scientifically. Yeah. But I think when when you die, I think what happens is you you have something inside of you. I have something inside of me. That's that's who we are. It's mm -hmm. our soul. Let's say yeah, yeah. per se. Now the soul is not a body part, mm -hmm. is it? I don't think so. As far as I know. Yeah. But it is. It's like I an energy. It's an energy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that energy, you and your being, we're all different and we're taken and we die and that ends. But what happens is we just get to some go to someone else. Yeah. And we have another life. Yeah. And we are maybe instead of being a a, a stocky gambler from Pennsylvania, I'm a I don't know, I live in I don't know, Congo or Cuba yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah, right, right. Who the hell knows? Right. Yeah. But as far as death is concerned, I, I I don't get real weirded out by death, you know. I, yeah. I feel like I have a pretty heavy willing. I don't obviously. I know it's part of life and it happens, but obviously when when someone young dies, it's it's almost uh, it's obviously very sad. Yeah. I don't know how to answer it, to be honest. No, I get that. Am I ready to die? No. Yeah. Hell no. I don't think anyone wants to die. I mean, there. Are, yeah, I guess there are people that want to die. It's crazy though but... how when you die, it truly really. Even if you're the most famous person on earth, yeah, you know you have a hundred, you know, tons of money. It all doesn't matter at the end of the day, right? Whether you're poor on the street or you have a hundred million dollars, yeah, we all die the same way, and we quickly either become, we all quickly become a memory, yeah, and that's it, yeah, and the life just moves on, and uh, that's why I don't get too hung up on my problems because yeah. it's all temporary. It's man. all right. It's a few minutes or a few days or a few hours or a few weeks. Yeah. In a long life. I think it's like you know? people get really hung up on it because it's like ego shit. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like, um, I try constantly to like get rid of whatever the fucking ego is and to even acknowledge it, to talk about it is 
an ego-based thing, so it's kind of a hard way to dance around even thinking about it, right? But like people oftentimes I'll sit here and I'll talk to people and they'll be like, I want to be remembered. And I'm like, why? And it's it's an ego thing. And I get it. It's like you, you want to feel like you matter, right? But I have this like beautiful way of, at least my own way of interpreting all of this shit that I try to talk about on the podcast because I'm trying to convince people to think that way, which is an ego thing. I get that. <laughs> but like, I think you could help people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, Dude, none of this shit fucking matters, man. And that's but like it's like a beautiful version of nihilism, right? Yeah. To instead of be like fuck it, nothing matters, like don't do anything, don't get out of bed, whatever. No, fuck that. Like nothing matters, so like do whatever you want. Be good and like do all that good yeah. shit, but like try new things, man. Exactly. Start a fucking podcast. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like do music, fucking don't wear all, shoes, you know what I'm saying? And that all goes back to the end game. Eventually, yeah. none of this shit yeah, it's gonna mean anything to me. Yeah, Twitter yeah. or yeah. getting in a beef, like none of that shit right, matters, right. man. Dude, I'm not on Twitter, man. I just see that. I didn't do it. That's my. I mean, that's always been my yeah. my bread and butter. Yeah. I mean, I have, a, I have a huge follower, and I've that's just where I feel like I can put my stuff out there, and I've always had success with it. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, eventually, I just want to say, you know what, I'm done with all this. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm retired from this. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It's a lot, man. Fucking, I mean, I'm I'm just on like Instagram and like Facebook and shit. Even that, like, I post the podcast up. Yeah. Occasionally, I post stuff, but I don't really like look at it Social anymore. Media is rough. Man. You know what I mean? Like, I I understand if it wasn't for the studio, I wouldn't. I don't even think I would have a smartphone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but you it's like I gotta does, use it. You know? Yeah, you almost just don't want to have it. It's 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 better when it. You know, I'm there. That was one of the things with my weight loss when I I, I go out and work out every day, yeah. and I don't go to a gym or anything. I just go to, I just run in my neighborhood. I do push ups. Hell yeah. And I remember that, that this is now something I look forward to every day. I leap. I don't have a phone. I don't have any music. Yeah. I just go out and I I look around and I mm. think and I feel the air, whether it's hot or cold. Yeah, and yeah. you know, maybe I'll see somebody. I'll say hello and we'll talk. Like that's almost something I look forward to. Mm. You know, where I don't need to have a phone. I don't the need to look at something. Shit. Yeah, yeah. But you know how life and for me, I was looking at like, have you ever seen Casino? Uh yeah, like the Robert with De Niro. Movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, in his life, he had this crazy life. He was a gambler, and then he got involved with the mafia, and he had this wife that was crazy, and he truly had this wild. He almost got killed in a, a bomb, you mm-hmm. know. And all of it at the end of the film, he's sitting in his office in a golf course on a golf course by himself. Yeah, and he's just talking about he's just handicapping a, a baseball, I think, and he's like, "This is how it ends for me." Yeah, I go back to what I'm good at, gambling, and I just sit here and I I'm at peace and I don't have to worry about all the crazy shit anymore. Right, right, right. That's how it ends for me. Yeah, you know and, that sounds beautiful though, man. And that's what I want. You know, I think you could do it. I definitely will do it. You Hell know? yeah! Just time and consistency, and I don't need a lot, but yeah, but yeah, that's social media sucks i'll say that yeah Fucking i can tell sucks. i mean like the, you're saying like about like tells and shit like your whole face changes when you're talking about social yeah, because media because i know i need it yeah but i also like you know it's a lot man i can't imagine from somebody in your perspective right like you, you got the social media persona or like the the you, you as yourself as a personality and then there's everyone that talks about this that whatever exactly. the fuck and then you have the whole financial aspect of it. Yeah. And then you have you know the actual I mean? who you are. Right. Which right. you only see a certain thing on the internet. Like, yeah. and, that, and that's what sucks. Like, even with like dating. Yeah. Like talking to people now. Yeah. It's like, 
I like to truly talk to somebody. Yeah. Get to know them like I'm doing with you. Right, right. Like this is hard to do for a lot of oh, people. Yeah. But like I want to know about you. Like I don't want to text you all day. Right, right. I want to like talk to you. Yeah. I want to hear your voice. I want to yeah. understand. Like, And that's social media. And it, it, it's allowed people to just – and I've seen it in my business all the time. It allows people to truly be whoever they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can make up story after story after story. The hot yeah. thing now in the mob genre is mm-hmm. there are guys that sit on interviews and tell stories and say they did this, they did that, and they're rewriting history. And you come to find out none of it's true. Oh, no shit. You know, it's like they're just telling a story. And they're yeah. selling books. No way. And it's all just lies. 100%. None of it is corroborated by Damn. anything. Because, again, like if you're a gangster and you did stuff – you know, it will be corroborated. There's not necessarily any like evidence that you can like. Well, no, point and, to and what sure. you find is you know? you'll find these guys that'll sit there and they'll they'll only talk about people that are dead. Yeah. They can't corroborate mm. or, or bring up that they're lying. Damn, yeah. But with the internet now, you can right. you can search court records. Right. You can look up that kind of shit. So, yeah, social media is a weird place. It it, it puts people in these headspaces that they need to be known, or they you know. I always say this like. You ever think about these people that want likes and mm. listens or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there are guys I've I see them on YouTube. These like these cats that like climb fucking huge buildings mm-hmm. with no sorts of like yeah. restraints or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. And it's like, why are you doing this? Right. Oh, I don't know. I could get like fifty thousand views. <laughs> yeah, it's man. like, but you could fucking die too. Yeah, right, right. Like, do you really want to die that way? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd imagine like I'd hope that some of them are just like thrill seekers <laughs> and shit, but. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, like I, I talked about it. I think um, a couple podcasts ago, but it's it's and I'm not gonna say the person's name and like I don't know if they listen to the podcast or whatever. But it's just it's the perfect example of this shit, right? Of like doing it for the likes. There was an artist, not to be named, that years ago filmed on Facebook Live himself running into a burning building with a fire extinguisher on facebook live to like put the fire out and the firemen were like what the fuck are you doing like get the fuck out of here and he's like i'm saving the day whatever whatever like i'm so concerned about yeah younger people uh and this dude wasn't he's older than me but that's a whole separate thing right um like i have a younger sister right and she's grown up like with the internet the internet's always been a thing Millennial, right gen yeah. X yeah, yeah, yeah. and like gen i'm Z. so concerned about like the the concept of like your life being on video yeah. or whatever like how is that changing people you know um i was listening to another podcast i forget what it was but they were talking about that there's these videos of like kids opening toys on youtube it's like it's, it's like, like a genre YouTube of youtube thing it, yeah. right and it's like um what the fuck is that shit dude <laughs> like there's no way that's good for you to be like you know first it was like oh kids are um not spending as much time outside with their imaginations and that's probably gonna be bad right now it's like kids are growing up like with like their being is being recorded and filmed and put out to the world either by themselves or by other people and it's like but it's only really like it's it's only this country though where we do that like like i live um i live in the suburbs now and i I live in a pretty multicultural area like there's all sorts of different people and there's a there's two families that live the building next to me and they're they're from I I don't know what country I think maybe Somalia or okay. something like that and I'm always fascinated by them because they're they're chill they have like four or five kids yeah. between the two families and when I go out and work out occasionally like I'll see them outside the kids 
and they're playing like soccer yeah or, like they're doing yeah, something yeah, right and you don't you don't see any other kids outside yeah you know it's like they're the only ones you ever see outside it's like i guess in other nations like there it's more like it's about like you know, being a kid right like you see kids in this country now it's like by six seven years old you have a, a you have you have a better phone than i do <laughs> yeah, right, and it's like right. what are we why are we teaching and, and i try to be really old-fashioned in my life and i i want to teach my kids the same but i don't want my, I, I sure as hell don't want my kid doing that kind of stuff yeah but you have kids no gotcha i don't know either no but if i do i'm going to teach him um ethics and how to be a human being and a man yeah, and how right, to right there's just certain things that, as a man you got to do right. you know and you know, it's okay to, to, to speak your mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. obviously you don't want to offend people, but you've got to be willing to, to to stay with your core and like something like this, this shirt yeah. I have on, you know, like there are certain people that I just don't want to be around, yeah. you know, and, and um, a lot of this new shit you see, I just, I don't get it, yeah. you know? Yeah. I feel like there's a lack of like, uh, I mean, sorry to cut you off, but it's like, no, you're like, good. When I said like the 20s yeah, oh, earlier, yeah. it's like, I have this idea of like um, people being having like fucking, you know, people did fucked up shit still or yeah. whatever, but like moral compasses and like respect and like honor and like wearing a suit to church and shit. Like my. Uh, Go look uh, at one of them videos from back then. Yeah. Everybody's dressed out of yeah, nines. Right, right. Like my grandfather um, on my mom's side, uh, uh, my mom's side of the family's from Serbia. And, really? Yeah, and they I'm Albanian. Uh, oh no, shit! Very close, no doubt, dude. Good you shit. ever have a, a chivapchichi? Chivapchi? Of course. I just recently started making it. it was actually uh, featured on uh, Copper Hill Public House on uh, they, in they, Millersville. Yeah, they did my recipe over there at the special last no weekend. Shit. Fucking phenomenal! I got to make it awesome. for you sometime. So good. Very Fucking cool. Lamb and uh, beef. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, but like I remember, he would always wear a suit. No matter what the fuck was going on, constant like never saw a man wearing nothing else besides like maybe he had just like he took his jacket off yeah. to like because it was like hot or whatever. But I was always like, why are you always wearing a suit? You know what I mean? That, He's that's like, that's it, like that's how it was. That's I. This is how I look. And that's you know why. I mean? That's why. Like, and people will say, like, you, I'm not wearing shoes right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and right. I'm like, I'm comfortable with it. But yeah. like, that like could be perceived as being like. Dis- and I don't mean it by a disrespect. I just hate shoes. I talk about it on the podcast. All the yeah, time. I actually. But like in the summer, I'm you know, and again, I yeah, I I'm a big no shoe guy at the beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I do it around here, but yeah. I actually saw a girl yesterday in New York City. She had no shoes on. Yeah, just walking around. It's ballsy. Okay. Props to her. But um, but yeah, suits. That's and that's like a cultural thing. You know, yeah. that's like a, a time period, and that's one of the things like people say like, like I say I have an end game. I want to go to another country. It's yeah. like. Yeah, I I kind of do want to get away from this crap. You yeah. know, I just want to go to somewhere where I don't have to like worry about likes and and yeah. you know I, I can. I feel like you could do that here though, man. Just kind of like it's up to you. I guess I could. Like to say like to worry about. But I guess the values are like, going right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like I I want to go to like I want to go somewhere where like there's still like people have a sense of like um, care. You know. Yeah. Right. I get you know? that. Like like people people I've just found out like they just don't really have much compassion. Yeah. And like they don't I just think it's I don't know. It it's it's just a place that, that's weird and I think you know, I think of it like have you ever seen Hey Arnold? The you know TV what? Show? I haven't. 
I think I did when I was like little or whatever. But well, there was a, there was a big weird part of my life where I didn't like see any. I I was not a cartoon guy whatever, ever, yeah. but that yeah. was one show I watched because yeah. it had these like life lessons in it. Yeah, they, were, yeah. they was really good, and there was an episode. And if you've ever seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. So Arnold lived in New York City, like present day yeah. New York City, and he encounters this guy called Pigeon Man. Okay. That like took care of pigeons on like this high rise. And he was like a loner, like recluse type. Didn't really have any money, but you know, he he would occasionally like help the people in the neighborhood or whatever. And people started to like like the guy. And one day Arnold goes to see him because Arnold has this pigeon, pet pigeon that he takes care of. And this like pigeon guy could like repair birds. Yeah. And he goes up and sees him and they strike up a relationship. They go out and have pizza together and they have like a relationship and one time they come back to the to, to where his house was and it was all trashed. Like mm. these uh these kids came in and just ran through it and ransacked it. Yeah. And there's a part of the show where he talks about like, you know, I just want to go somewhere where I can be at peace. Like I can be with my birds and people are just mean nowadays. Yeah. And this was like early two thousands. Yeah, but, right, right. And, and at the end he like flies away and it's kind of corny, but it's it was kind of like always I always saw myself kind of that way. Gotcha. Like I don't really understand this life i guess what what if like you know i mean if i could try to offer some type of like outside perspective it's a weird way of thinking right right it's like maybe like it sounds like for me like what you're talking about mostly is like an internal conflict of how you're perceiving like the world or whatever that's i guess i think the world is just i i think of the world as the way i think someone in maybe like the 80s would yeah and i do think of a world where I mean, you're not wrong, dude. People are fucking horrible. But I also know <laughs> that, like, like, I think there is a real reason that you need to be horrible to people. Yeah. Like, you need to stand up, and if somebody's acting like an asshole, you need to treat yeah. them like an asshole. But just, nah, like, the man, whole you thing gotta of... treat them with love, bro. Well, but there are people that I think need to be treated a certain way, and, and yeah. like, people that do things. And, like, nowadays, we glorify people yeah. that are just total terrible people yeah dude like that cash me outside girl well yeah people like that or like this takashi 69 yeah right right oh dude i'm so fascinated by how he's not dead yet but i think it's also probably like a timing thing probably but you gotta remember man he is a he is a fbi informant yeah fbi informants are pretty much on the payroll yeah they're protected by the federal government and and there's very lim you know limited and if you do you're gonna go to get life you make it the electric chair for that so you know no one's gonna ever do anything but we we as a society like you go look at his videos on youtube yeah people love the guy yeah people let their kids go watch this guy yeah this guy is one of the worst human beings on earth yeah and we glorify these people right you know and and that's the the part of society that i'm just i get that i need ethics i need more right right so i was gonna say like my, my thought was initially like you could try to change the way that you perceive reality or whatever yeah. by like trying to find the best and the good and all that or whatever. And I true. And I but you are right, like because part of that is just ignoring the reality mm-hmm. that there is some fucking shenanigans going on. You know, yeah, there is. So I mean, it's it's kind of a double edged sword. But it's like almost even in like Hollywood and stuff. Like you have people that literally are convicted of of beating up their wife or, yeah. or and it's like, why are we giving these? Like, why are they given a platform? Right. Like, like, I don't know. I guess it's just morals and ethics. And I guess you're free to listen to what you want and, and do what you want. But I think sometimes, are you free to have an opinion? Yeah. But then there are people that 
they'll have an argument for everything. Right. The sky's blue. No, it's not. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's right, fact, right, right. you know, but, um, right. this is a, I'll tell you, man, this is a fascinating talk, man. I don't think I've ever really sat. It's like a psychiatrist. You know, sitting down, like, <laughs> Dude, I, j- I joke about it sometimes. It's like, it's like therapy for me, bro. Cause I like flush out ideas with people I've never met before. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I should do that or whatever, you know? Oh, I will say though, I and I think you, I, I will take something from your conversation. It's that, you know, I guess you paint that the, 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 the world is bad, but then, you, you know, you go outside and you look around and you say, you know what? And that's what we say when I, when someone says like, oh, I'm having a bad day or my life sucks, you say, well, no, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, there are people in our world right now that are, they'll literally hang on an airplane yeah. to get outside of their country. Yeah. Because they're, it's that bad. To the people in North Korea and shit. Yeah. Or like. Fucking invading villages and shit. Like uh, the, my, so going, I, always goes back to like my grandpa and like yeah, Serbia, Serbia and whatnot. Right. Like they were like, Byron, you think you're having a bad day? Like there's not an army knocking on your door. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like they're not taking you. Like you're you not, you know. Like, once you walk out of that house, yeah, they're right. lighting it on fire yeah. and you watch your right. house get right. burned to and the ground. And they shoot your fucking parents because they said like they questioned the government or whatever. Yeah. Like, Fuck out of here, we're bro. So like free power went here. out. You know what you I'm know? saying? But then it's like also one other thing like, you know, even in this country, like there are people right now that have been sitting in a box. True, true. Because they did something according to somebody and they right. didn't do it. Right. You know, they're innocent. Nobody gives a shit. Right. Or what they did do was like fucking sell a, uh, a, exactly. a dime bag of fucking weed like 20 years ago yeah. or some dumb shit. And that's why I'm so quick. Like when I have, whenever I donate to a charity or I tell someone else to, I say, you know, donate to a charity that you see the money, you see the stories, you see like the Innocence Project, for instance. They yeah. literally get people out of prison that shouldn't be there. Right. You know, and, 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 and putting these people back in the society. Like think about that or think about someone that just has kids and they just lost their job. Yeah, right. You know, and that's when I look at my life and say, wow, you know, I am pretty blessed. You know, I have a, you ever get in your bed at night? You have a big bed or, or yeah. maybe you don't, but when you have a nice bed, I'd have bed. imagine, right? It's huge. Right. And if you have these, <laughs> you have like $50 pillows and you have a yeah. beautiful comforter and you just, you just, you close it's your eyes and you say, wow, you know, there are people that, I, saw, I was in New York yesterday. I saw a guy laying on a bare floor in yeah. Penn Station, sleeping. Yeah. Or, or like it's super cold. I, I remember when I worked at a bank downtown, you would see people in the, the ATM thing sleeping in there. Yeah. And I think like, wow, you know, just sleeping in a bed. I know, dude. It's 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 uh, it breaks my heart too because it's like I uh, I just bought another. I bought a pillow the other day yeah. because the pillow I had was like slightly less comfortable than it was before, and yeah. now the that pillow is just sitting in this other room in my house that like I have this extra room that like me and my girlfriend don't even know what the fuck to do yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like, oh, You're just like times oh. are hard. Yeah, like what the fuck, man? Like it's but it's all like perspective. Like like I think like the the worst thing that and it happens to anyone is the worst thing that happens to anyone right like i my, i'm not that shit's fucking right now like shit's pretty okay you know what i mean um but like the worst thing that ever happened to me was whatever it was right but then you look at somebody else that had something like on a chart or whatever it was it'd be worse but it's whatever happened to you you know what i mean as a human if mm-hmm. you have experienced like you know what I mean? You, you fucking dog ate your leg or whatever. And then like your coffee order is wrong or your boyfriend breaks up with you. You know what I mean? Then it's like whatever the fuck. But then there's people that like have grown up, uh, you know, in whatever circumstances, nothing really bad has ever happened. And then, you know, they fucking 
their tire blows up or some shit and they're like, ah, oh, my world's falling I think apart, you know? I think that's the ultimately yeah. the, the wrong. I think that's why where we are like at in 2021, we've just been given everything. Yeah. I mean, you ever, we're spoiled. Yeah. I mean, walk in a grocery store. Yeah, dude. And look around. Yeah, like there's food. There's 8,000 <laughs> types options. of potato chips. Yeah, dude. You know, you can get like, I mean, it, it, I saw it like you can get a chapstick now. Yeah. That's flavored like it's like bacon or something. Cookies and cream. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, last thing I'll leave you with. Yeah. I saw a documentary just a couple months ago. And and this was a woman. I think she had done 40 years in prison. 40 yeah. years. And she did a, some bad shit, I think. You think she carjacked somebody or something. And there was a guy interviewing her and he said, you know, next week you'll walk out of this place. You're an old woman. You're like 70 years old. And he said, um, what do you look forward to most? And she goes, you know, to be honest, she goes, I told my kids, she said, there might be a time where I disappear, but don't worry because I'm just out exploring. Yeah. And she said, the one thing I can't wait for is to get into a bed mm. and, and, and wake up when I want to wake up, yeah, right. you know, and, you know, whether you're in the military, you're in pr- like all that stuff, like. We have it so easy. We don't have to, if we want food, we go get it. If we want to watch, you know, we were told to stay inside for a year yeah. or a few, even a few months. We'll pay you. You can watch whatever you want on TV. Yeah, Just right. don't do this. Yeah. And we still found a way to say, nah, fuck that. Yeah. We're going to bitch about it. So, and Spark I bitch in. about it. I've been bitching yeah. this whole time. So. Yeah. It's this, a wild is, world, this is where bro. we are. This is, this is, a this has been a cool conversation yeah, though, dude. I, I, I'm having a good time talking to you about it. Sorry, I keep looking at my phone, but I do have a uh, recording session. It's been so long. We've been starting on for too out long. at two. I got to shut up eventually. Um, no, man. I mean, this is fascinating. You're more no. than welcome to come back on I would love to. you want. Like, I love this um, kind of stuff. But no, you definitely made me think. I've been looking at that picture for like the whole time. The one with the eye? Yeah. Shout out. Uh, Tyrion Mack made that. Shout out to him. He's a dope artist. Kind of dope. I and, like it. and random i didn't know he paint he's a musician um and he was like hey man you want a painting and i was like fuck yeah i love dude. that i like yeah. the vibe awesome, thank you for bro. having me i appreciate it yeah dude um so i'm gonna roll out the carpet for you if you thank will you. uh wherever you want to plug where can the people find you all that good shit man i always just tell, tell people if you have twitter follow me jeff nadu j-f-f-n-a-d-u all one all one all in one word uh and check out my podcast if you enjoy the mafia you you like goodfellas or mob films or you want to learn more about it we tell a compelling story about a mobster each week it's called the sit down an organized crime podcast you can get it wherever you get your pods i've got some cool interviews planned fbi agents people that were in the life um and really just kind of understand why people do things and what made them do it so yeah check it out that's all i have thank you for having me great stuff